everyone. Anybody new here today? Uh, which one? Oh, Sergio. Sergio. Yeah. Did anyone check Sergio's papers before they let him in? No, we do it afterwards. <laughs> All right. All right, Sergio. Well, you're in already. So. All right. How did you hear about us? Here I am. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. How did you I... hear about the Zen Bitch Lab? Um, I met you on YouTube, okay? Uh, I was searching about uh, non-duality because um, previously I was uh, uh, follow, I was following uh, teachings uh, uh, from Nisargadatta Maharaji and uh, Ramana Maharshi and Ananda Majima. They were speaking about non-duality and then here I am. Oh, are you uh, are you gonna leave that lofty area with those folks and come down onto the dog shit awareness? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, nice to meet you, Sergio. Yeah, we have Kenneth and Richard H. and Janine and Stuart, Gary, Zoe, Mike, Chris, and John. Um, let's see if anyone else. Oh, there's some more folks. There's Tommy, Tommy H, Johannes from Germany. We got David W, David Boaz. Nice to meet you again, Boaz. I'm not going to say H's name because I blew it once, but she, she knows it. We got Holly A, Lucas, uh, Roman, nice to always see Roman, Mike C, Brian, a couple other folks. So just pouring in, pouring into the Zoom. Uh, we got M Mario, there he is. Mario is getting ready, doing some exercise and stretching out. Anish, yeah. This was uh, this was yoga. We just stay in the dead man's pose. Yeah, that would what we do for the hour. Everyone lay down, go to sleep. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I'm just going to give a background as the action figure. Let's say when I first heard non-duality, uh, this idea. Because it's sort of mixed into the Course in Miracles. It's there also. Because they would say, uh, uh, this is the mistake that needs no correction. So obviously uh, implying the mistake doesn't have a reality that would demand a correction. It's just, the mistake is just an appearance, a misseeing, a misperception. And when the underlying conditions that bring about that misperception change, then you have a clear perception, which is just seeing blue as blue and red as red, and seeing what comes before, or sensing that and what comes after, instead of being confused that the after is being implied to be before. Yes? Oh, there. Oh, wait a minute. A very important person just came in. She's changed her name, but uh, she's, uh, she's deep done now? Wow. There she is, a good friend. 
who we never met. So um, the first thing, first thing I ever heard was a lady that was from East Europe. Uh, what was her name? She spoke very low. I couldn't even hear what she said. She should never have spoke outside. Couldn't even hear what she said, but I felt a whole lot just in that space, yeah? And then I went to a couple of meetings with her inside so you could hear her a little bit, but it was obvious the thoughts weren't, or the words weren't the message. And so that triggered uh, a train of circumstances that started bringing me to a book by Ramesh Balsakar, a guy who's passed away. He, uh, he was a driver at one time for Nizagadatta Maharaj and a translator and stuff. And uh, he wrote a book, Who Cares? Uh, I was reading that book and it was stopping my head quite a lot, or the head, not mine. And uh, I really liked those pauses, you know, it's just that you would read a certain word and it would be like a dog when they don't understand it, like this. Uh, uh. My whole head went, what? <laughs> because I was based, I didn't know I was formatted already. I could only see sort of one way when I met anyway, yeah? And so that was starting to, uh, you know, do something, I would stop, and it wouldn't mean you stop and then move to the next sentence, you'd stop, you would stop and let that whatever hits you, hit you. And then um, that got me interested in it. Then I went to see some people, some people I didn't like, and some people I liked. And uh, I saw this one lady who, who uh, had a baby with Papaji on the on the banks of the Ganges or something, you know, it's great. So she came and I saw her in Berkeley nearby and I really felt something there. Hey, Tommy. And one of the things I felt, which was clear, was I sat there and I shared, I said, you know, I, before I came in, I thought I was looking at the thoughts, the feelings, what was coming up in the body and stuff. But now, just being in the satsang, I saw that I that was claiming to be this, the looking of the thoughts wasn't I. It was a me, yeah, a manufactured me. That was pretty cool. So the aperture, hey, bro, the aperture uh, that I was sort of living almost like with a set aperture, it can, a lot of this could change, but it never changed, you know? It was sort of like this. These things could change, but it was sort of basically saw it through the same little hole. Well, that aperture opened up. So now I saw what I used to call me as something other than what I am. Yeah, just like that. And so that was sort of like seeing the thief and then recognizing the policeman, which are two aspects of the same. So that opened up. And then uh, I got motivated so much by it, I decided to fly to Bombay to see this guy Ramesh Balsakar. And I started reading Ramana and Ramana, the, the, the conversations or the talks of Ramana from like 36 to 1939 are full of a lot of different levels, yeah? He's speaking to people who just came in and his advice to them would be to surrender. Then he would say on another day, 
well, who is there to surrender and to whom? Yeah, and then it would just, he would move around based on who, whoever was there, so to speak. Yeah, but there were some incredible nuggets that would just stop you in your tracks. Yeah, and the beautiful thing is when you get stopped in your tracks, something else is still there. Yeah, so that you, that you think is you, gets stopped and yet something's there. Yeah, that's the beauty of satsang in a way. That's the beauty of these free samples. Yeah, they whack something because as when everything seems to be moving, you really don't know what's going on. But when that which is always moving stops and there's still something there, you must be that something there. Yes, obviously, because you didn't stop. When it got interrupted, you didn't get interrupted. Yeah, when it's sort of like, was seen as the emperor with no clothes, you didn't get to be seen as the emperor with no clothes, finally. So now finally, you were seeing what you're not from what you are, which is, it may seem very minor, but because if it's applied to every situation, it grows into a huge influence. So I felt after in hindsight, looking at all the attempts I would, got involved with, in the spirituality realm of trying to find myself or get better or transcend or whatever, become the authentic, whatever, or the, all that stuff was totally saddled with a false premise, which was I was trying to find what I was from what I'm not. Yeah. I had no idea that was going on until I did. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, there was an idea, there was something that was the truth and I may be a part of it or like a, a drop of the ocean, but there was significantly, I had my own integrity and I was gonna merge into the larger integrity, let's say. Yeah, but then I was shown, <laughs> I'm just not that, I'm not that. So uh, what occurs is then, instead of trying to find out about what you are or the truth from what you're not, you see, you start seeing what you're not and you find out of what, about what you are. In other words, that presence that, I, that you can feel, I feel is just attention and interest that's not being moved and directed every fucking second. It's something stops and it rests and that's presence, you know? That same attention and interest when constantly in the mode of seeking, yeah, the interpretations of presence then is I'm going to look for presence, yeah, I'm going to use presence to look for presence, yeah, so I'm going to use what's still to <laughs> and get it activated to find stillness, yeah, yeah, so, so what happened is, so I went there, saw Ramesh. Uh, it was cool, you know. Then I went to Ramana's place, and this is funny because there's a lot of people that give satsang at Tiruvannamalai, yes, like every December and January. And I wanted to go see them, and I wanted to stay at Ramana's ashram. I went to Ramana's ashram, and the head of the ashram asked me, "Well, what are you doing here?" I said, "I'm here to go to satsang." <laughs> with all these people, he says, you can't go to those soft things and stay here. So I went, wait a minute, 
They had to give him talks with Ramana's picture at, on his fucking table with the flowers. And now the, the, run, the guy who runs the ashram of Ramaharshi in Tiruvannamalai says, don't, you can't stay here if you're going to those talks. What? So I, had a, I found another ashram. <laughs> that suspicion got in there. So wait, wait a minute. So whatever. So then it... Um, You know, shit just, you don't let go, shit drops. Yeah, there's no letting go because what drops is you think is part of you. So there's no part of you that, that can let go of a part of you, so to speak. That just drops, it drops. It's sort of like something that you, th like that tumor we used to talk about, where the person has a tumor, a big one on his left side and uh, he actually believes without any real investigation that he, the tumor is part of him, yeah, which it is in a way, but an essential part of him, yeah. In other words, there's no Paul without the tumor. So therefore, then Paul, taking living from that point of view, has to get a lot of shirts tailored and jackets and shit to take, you know, to fit themselves around the tumor. And then he starts going to weird internet sites with women who have tumors on the other side you're hoping to meet a woman who has a tumor on the left and yours is on the right you know whatever and you live in this life you know with this idea this tumor fitting yourself around the tumor and then someone drops an incredible idea on you hey you could have that tumor removed it wouldn't be the death of you it, <laughs> so you would think okay that sounds great, but well, what am I going to do with all these tailored clothes? You know what I mean? The head has a huge investment in all the shirts and, and he, the girlfriend. What am I going to do if I'm tumorless? You know, I think it's going to affect the relationship. So the head has a huge like, wait a minute. This doesn't sound like a solution because I got all this stuff. But see, this is the dilemma. The head thinks it's of the tumor, yeah. He, it can't picture a life without the tumor because it thinks the tumor is Paul, is the whole thing. It doesn't see, it does see the possibility, that's its base of anxiety, but it doesn't want you to see that possibility. So, okay, that was, that was sort of like what satsang was with me, yeah. It started, to, it's understandings that I sort of, they got in, brought into stark contrast a lot of misunderstandings that I had no idea. I thought they were well-earned, you know, sculpted from experience, from clear perception, but no, they were misunderstandings because they always had me at the center of all the understandings. I was the one who was gonna know truth. I'm the one that doesn't know truth, yeah? I'm the one who put myself in this situation. I'm the one that's gonna get me out of the situation. Yes, it was all me, 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 me. Suddenly, I finally had another way of looking at things and it works, yeah? It just works and it's been working in its own little way since I heard Sakta because there was a point where everything that I was doing that in one way you would think was an accompaniment to satsang. By hearing satsang, I saw those things were a deterrent, yeah? They were actually at a state of being a disservice. So just everything just stopped. 
Yeah. And even going to see people who gave satsang stopped. Yeah. And then I was truly left with my own devices because, see, if something keeps uh, desiring and reaches out to grab and is given something to grab, it reinforces the grabbing, yes? And no matter how many times you don't get what you were hoping to get, the grabbing has a, an idea that if I could only grab better, or if I could only find the right thing to grab, it would work. But no, you've got to be left with these devices and see they're not yours. Yeah, you're not the one that's that one is the driving of seeking. Yeah, you're fueling it. You're the energy it uses. You're the light it sees through or directs, but you're not doing it. Yeah, that's the great news. You finally get a relief that you can never get a re as a you. You get a relief from a you, yeah? The burden of thinking everything is based on me and what I do and what I did and what I'm gonna do is lifted. And it, in a way it felt like uh, Paul, once I got sort of right in life by getting sober, what became an urban renewal project. It want, the opposite dualistic, uh, move from realizing how bad I was, was try to be good. Yeah. So basically, the, the thief was noticed and put in his place. Now the police policeman took over the neighborhood. And then perfection showed up and I've got to, you know, sit there, check out my back and keep the chin in, and, you know, looking, whatever, everything was just way too much. To me, it was forms of obsession with self in the pursuit of trying to get out of self. It's insane. So basically, you know what I mean? This shit was revealed and it was kept getting revealed. And what are you going to do? I would just step out of the spiritual pants. I would not pull them up anymore. Just step out of them. Yeah, they don't fit. <laughs> they just don't fit. They're for two legs. They're a dualistic expression in most cases. There's a you that's gonna do something to get to a bigger you, yeah? This is not the message here. This is the message is you're gonna get nothing. Yeah, you can't experience this. You can't have it. You can't lose it, which is nice. You can't understand it. You can't know it because you are it, yeah? That's basically the premise that non-duality is based on, yeah? The intent interest is in duality. The premise is that you are what you're looking for. And from there, we are now gonna look at duality and negate it, not intellectually, not through an understanding, but through the vision of what we are, yeah? We are gonna see the duality of what we're not from what we are, yeah? We won't need intellect. You don't, you won't, you won't hope to have an experience from it you'll realize the greatest gift of nothing by having it be just that, nothing, yeah? So the reason why you can't know it is you are it. The reason why you can't experience it is you are it. The reason why you can't understand it is because you are it. You can study everything, but you can't study that which is studying. You cannot do it. You can't get behind what's before which is awareness, yeah? There's no way you are gonna get 
behind awareness and see awareness. And finally, I've realized awareness. It's not going to happen. You are awareness. Yeah. You'd have to be something else to get behind it. So, yeah. So this, here we come on Saturdays, Wednesdays, whatever days. And just, this is what happened. I heard this. I got stuck on this thing with Ramana. He never, he wrote once, I think, in his own uh, dialect. But a lot of people wrote about his teachings, yes, who had been with him for years. And I would run into this one statement that was said in a lot of different ways, but it always had a huge emphasis, like the problem, the greatest mystery, you know, so it seemed to, it, I figured you got to put a little attention on this because it's basically it's packaged in this is it yeah and so this the conceiving of this idea that this non-existent thing is existing and then wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing yeah which predicates that if if this is the case which he was assuming it is the case by saying this is the problem, yeah. Your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing this non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? So for me, a lot of satsangs became like spiritual shoe stores. I walked in, I listened, they presented some shoes, I put them on, and if they fit, wear them, yeah. And so this one really had an impact. I've never not changed the impact. That's why I speak of it. I don't read this every day. I feel it every day and I'm motivated to share from there. Yes, I don't have it underlined in a book. I had this book by Ramana Maharshi and I was went in Europe and I had to take Ryanair somewhere and Ryanair has an incredible policy. You've gotta be at least, you can't put, you can bring only like two kilos or two pounds of shit. So I actually, ripped the important pages out of the book and just took those pages. <laughs> and one of the pages I took had this on it. And it's again, there's a presupposing. What is pre mean? It means before, yes? What is before and after? It's of time, yes? Pre, yeah? But pro would be before, after, preamble, prologue, yeah? Something is before, something's after. Where is there before and after? It's in time. That's how you see space and time. You see space as something before, something after. Yeah, so the presupposing. So supposing is like I do, you know, I suppose or I assume that a store is open and then I drive there and it's closed and I'm sort of bummed out. But I just, I didn't know the store was open. I just assumed it was, yeah? I didn't make a call. I didn't look it up on the internet. I said, no, I know it's open. <laughs> and then I drive there and it's not. And this happens many, many times. So there was an assumption that the store was open. And when I got there, the store ain't open, yeah? Yes, so here the presupposing of what? a non-existent thing. Yeah. What is that? What, let me see, wait a minute. Let's just take a wild guess. What could, the, what could be the non-existent thing? Oh, 
this, the body. Yeah? What? Yes. So the presupposing, you're not doing it. <laughs> you're not doing the presupposing. There's a presupposing of a non-existent thing being what? Existing. Yeah. Listen to the head. The head believes, as, as there was a great Zen master, Hoang Po, that put it very clearly, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. Now just, all right, leave that and go into your head and just listen to a minute of the narrative up, up there. What is that narrative up there based on? That which can be perceived, the thing, is what's perceiving. Yes? That's the fundamental root, yeah? So that which can be perceived is perceiving. Eh, no. Eh, no. You are. <laughs> you don't get the third door, nothing. Eh, you're off, right? So, but, so this presupposing or non-existent thing is that which is perceived, yeah? What's perceiving that is the animation or the awareness or consciousness, whatever you want to imply, but you're not implying a thing. Yeah. So the seeing, so there's the presupposing of this non-existent thing as being an existent thing, which is how is it gets reinforced. The narrative of the head keeps saying you're the seer and you're pictured as a body. You're the hearer, which is all perceiving as yes? perceiving sound, perceiving this. You were just in the classroom of Hoang Po. He just said to you, whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving. So the perceiving is the hearing, the perceived is the hearer. The hearer is not hearing. Same thing, yeah? The perceived is the hearer. The perceiving is the hearer, is the seeing. The, the perceived is the seer, the, perceived, the perceiving is the seeing, yeah? Yeah, the, the, he, the seer is not the seeing, yeah? And the seer is not the seer. The seeing is not the seer. Yeah. The seeing stands alone. There's an add-on by the activity the seeing to imply the seer. That's just basically the non-existent thing now becomes existing, seemingly, and now wants to get salvation for itself. That could mean getting a happy meal. That could mean something fucking else. But it wants to get stuff for that. Yeah. If this is the case, just see if it is. Your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? See, I had no, I had seemingly no choice after getting run over by the car. I wasn't, couldn't get up. We just like to have you have the same attitude. Just say fucking down. Let the step, let the message run over you. Yeah. And then be done with it, really. Presupposing a non-existent thing. Paul. <laughs> I missed. Paul was made up and reinforced in time. It's manufactured. It comes after, yeah, the existence. The existence is taken to be a non-existent thing. And now the non-existent thing is, represent, is being 
the fuel of the non-existent thing is the existence, but the, the non-existent thing wants to get salvation for itself. Yeah, if it saw itself as existence, it would be saved already. Because the salvation from the non-existent thing is inherent, it doesn't exist. So there's no, you don't have to battle to get salvation from an imaginary condition, do you? It's a non-existent thing. It doesn't have to be killed, vanquished. It's not going to resurrect. It's not coming back. It's not like Halloween 8 or whatever, fucking Friday the 13th. Yeah, it's non-existent thing. Very clear. Okay. If you don't see that, your spiritual practices themselves are being used to reinforce the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? Yeah. I think this is an underlying question to ask about all spirituality, really. Where is the spirituality beginning from? Is it coming from the perceiving or the perceived? I would say it's the perceived that believes it's perceiving. Yeah. And then it enters spirituality to find salvation for that, which we're not. So suddenly there came a solution to that solution, which was non-duality. Let's negate this motherfucker so it doesn't keep on propagating, going on and on and on and on and on. You are what you're looking for. That should do it. Well, no, it didn't. You know, because you see the reflection of you as a lion thinking you were a sheep for years with the lion in the pond at the fucking waterhole. But then you walk away in time from the waterhole after having this incredible revelation and in two or three seconds the sheep programming is kicked in and now the sheep program says i just had an incredible lion experience i'd like to get have more lion experiences with the sheep programming safely entrenched as you yeah so what happens after you see that reflection what happens when you leave the waterhole and you leave the presence of the old lion you need an understanding to watch what happens, because if you don't, you're going to be looking for it. Yeah. So that which wasn't even a, it was a free sample of you as the product, that revelation, you are in that example, a lion, you never were a sheep and you're never going to be a sheep, no matter how long you thought you were a sheep, you were never a sheep, no matter how sh short a period of time you thought you were a sheep, you were never a sheep. You were aligned from beginning and end, yes? But that doesn't work because once you get that and you think you understand it, something claims that understanding and reinforces the sheep with it. So now the sheep has an incredible understanding that it's a lion living all the day as a sheep. Yeah. Super clear about everything else but that, yeah. So, yeah. This is what satsang did with me. I just came, I heard. <laughs> you know, fucking shit dropped. And uh, I saw all that movement as not me. By seeing it not from me, but from what I am. Yeah, so there you go. That's why we're here, basically. Every freaking day I do a Zoom is probably the basics, basic point is to put out this message because I was fucking surprised. I had no idea 
there was a claiming of what was going on and replacing this with a this that was made, yeah? And I saw it at an extreme level in addiction because to hear that I thought I was in, which was a mental year, I would do anything to get out of it for a second. All the while, it was a mere appearance in the everlasting here. And what I was looking for it was all around me. I was surrounded as it, yet I wasn't seeing it looking through the, these glasses of self-centeredness. And the more I tried to perfect those lenses, the more they just reflected the one behind the glasses, this idea of Paul. Yeah. So when I got to be very noble in my spiritual practices, it cast a huge reflection. It did. I got a whole new stature. Yeah. <laughs> Same. So, hey, there you go. Anyone have anything they'd like to say? Raise your hand if you want to activate the stillness. <laughs> Don't worry. It won't. <laughs> It won't do it. <laughs> and a leg and arm, nothing. Except a happy meal. Don't get a happy meal. Ah, Stuart has his hand up. Stuart. Stuart, yes. You muted, Stuart. Stuart. And make sure before you have a question, you swallow the food you have in your mouth <laughs> all right please let's have some manners here this is like a satsang event. A little, wait a minute the avocado the guacamole and stuff oh can you talk about no self no i'm not a performing animal no but yes go Paul, there was absolutely no food. There was a big question in there. That's where I was trying to swallow, you know? You swallowed it, good. <laughs> good, yeah. No, um, I want to talk, um, and I will share actually about um, um, I, when you were talking a, a little while, sometimes you talk about it, not like you, it, it's, it's not really the questions or the answers, it's the transmission coming through in a sense. Well, yeah, yeah. We, well, there's the transmission. Uh, sometimes you can't recognize the transmission as your inherent state without a transmission. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no, the radio signal isn't coming from any source other than, you know, everywhere. Yeah. I just uh, noticed the other week there when I was on one of the meetings, I wasn't feeling really, uh, you know, too uh, sort of bubbly or, uh, yeah, usually I can feel pretty good sometimes, a lot of the times actually. Well, who's feeling that? But but anyway, but I came away from that and uh, it, it sort of flipped, like really obviously flipped from, from being like pretty meh to uh, like I'm laughing and stuff like that. So it was really obvious seeing that. Yeah. Well, that's good that it's obvious to you. Yeah. And, really and, yeah. And, and, to, and to my wife as well, you know. <laughs> yes. Well, the beauty thing, too, is you're like the open secret is everyone's in on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's always available at all times. So these are the ways that it sort of gets fortified. You start yeah. recognizing stuff that seem to go unrecognized. Yeah, because yeah. You stop, so to speak. Yeah. 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 And for, and for me, 
this this um, yeah body mind whatever uh, it's like there's a great a real greater chillness around lots of things that wasn't there before yeah yeah great mm. good signs yeah we, yeah we do a, so, a play of words in uh we do a play of words in recovery in a meeting of recovery they usually ask the person who spoke uh to bring about a topic yeah so mm-hmm. I always bring up the topic, symptoms of your recovery. Hey, mm-hmm. how are you? Symptoms of your recovery, yeah? Yes. So most yeah. people don't think, they think symptoms more about a disease. So. Yeah, yeah yes, yeah. yes. And, and that's funny because I, I've been looking at the recovery videos as well, which I really like. Um, been, I, I've been a wine drinker for a long time. Um, I, 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 maybe it is alcoholic, I'm not sure, but, uh, you know, I would be having like three wines with my meal or something, all good, all good, and then it got into it pretty much every night, but now, that sort of went for me, uh, like about two months ago, um, and I'd never been to an AA meeting, but it went from, it just went about three months ago, and now I'll pull out a, a cup of wine or a glass, no, anyway, yeah, it's like a little cup of wine, get my meal happening, and um, the wine's still sitting there at the end of the meal. And, and, and what I think was happening was, um, this, is, I, this is not a non-duality thing, I don't think, but um, yeah, no, doesn't matter, no. But yeah, so that just went, you know? Yeah, and so how do you see something went? By, it was through loss of interest, yeah? Yes. And yes. it's obvious that you didn't lose interest. No. There was a lot of interest, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you try to lose interest, that could be construed as interest. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I didn't try to lose it at all. It's just not there. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. That's what happened with me getting struck sober. You know, the, well, the, that radioactive isotope was removed and that urge, that interest, that was all consuming, it was a loss of interest, yeah? Yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah. instead of the prairie dog just you know, put out its head and went back in, I didn't go back in. Was, yes. And I realized yeah. how life was completely unmanageable. <laughs> Everything else is very heavy, yeah? Yeah, well, it, it's, it's a bit crazy for me because I, I got the, the, the body was involved a little bit in one sense of, um, you know, I, I went on this one meal a day thing for about four years or something. And um, uh, um, and what I found was happening, instead of having a meal, when I felt hungry, I'd be having a wine for the sugar hit. <laughs> yeah. A so lot of people who are, who are, I know, who are drunks are on that diet without really going yeah. on that diet. They only eat once a day. <laughs> Yeah, they drink five times. <laughs> God, yeah, they're drinking a lot. <laughs> yeah, for the damn sugar. That would be a nice way to uh, present it. I'm on a one. I only I only eat once a day because I'm drinking like a fish. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would put a nice spin on the problem. That's yes, a, yes. I have incredible I control. I only eat once a day. Yes. And, and I don't think it would uh, it's sell well as a health advice, you know? One meal a day is good. Yeah. I'm drunk by 12. I, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I forget about lunch completely. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny. It's good to know. Great. What a diet. Yeah. Nice to see you, Stuart. Thanks, yeah. Paul, and uh, um, uh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, man. We're having a Zoom. Yeah. Yes, yeah. See that? Uh -huh. Yeah. There's some of the folks. Yeah. yeah. Now these are these these people are primary importance. You are you guys are secondary. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a pay scale. So if you don't get any questions, they get as many questions as they like. <laughs> 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 anyone anyone else on the zoom have any questions <laughs> on zoom yeah there you go yeah there you go uh, anyone nope right, no nope all right well anyone have a question in here tommy no no no. Nice to see you. Nice, nice to meet you. you. Yeah. You've been like a Nirvana more lately. Oh, uh, someone here says he's like he liked to put a thumbs up. He's been liking <laughs> he's been liking Romano more lately. All right. Thumbs up. But being me, there's a good a lot of people don't really understand what the fuck he was talking about. Oh yeah. Well well he's speaking on a lot of different levels exactly. a lot of different people. And then people like to pick their own level and say that's it, that it's really that was kind of the point is that how wonderful it was. You could speak directly to whatever a person. Yeah. There were times he took that he did that. There were other times he just did silence. The other times he didn't do that. You know. But the point is he had that ability to cover a lot of ground depending on who was coming to him. Yeah. Yeah. What levels, you know, level confusion. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't confused right. about levels. Yeah. Yeah. So again, one of his absolute statements is who is going to surrender and to whom? Right. And then he would talk about surrender as there's only basically two things to do, self-inquiry or surrender, and then thy will is done. Right. That was his pretty much. So when he met people, he would talk, he basically could tell sort of what they were more drawn to and all right. So you don't, like a lot of people in recovery, uh, you know, there's a statement in, in the program recovery, uh, one of the steps, which is uh, seek uh, to improve one's conscious contact yeah, with this power. So, but it says seek uh, through meditation and prayer to improve one's conscious contact. They're just two suggestions that it doesn't say the only way you can improve conscious contact is through meditation and prayer. And yet some people get stuck on that and they're not meditating types. They're very anxious, their head can't stop, shit like that. They can't sit for three minutes. And then they feel like, oh, I got only got one leg to stand on prayer. But no, the whole point is to improve the conscious <clears throat> contact. How about realizing you are the conscious contact? I would say that would improve it, yes? In other words, you wouldn't need modalities to improve something that is a natural condition that you're in. You're in conscious contact. Yeah. Does it do you is it to see shit during? Maybe you can't see far because your eyes are bad. Yeah, isn't bad. Yeah. What's isn't demonstrating any 
what's here isn't demonstrating any thought. Yeah. So what would happen is if you are conscious contact, yeah, wouldn't that be a natural way of improving it? Is being it, yeah? You see? So one level, people can hear it that way. Another level, they have to hear about prayer and meditation. Yes? Doesn't mean when you hear it about prayer and meditation to improve your conscious contact, you're gonna constantly stay at that level. You're gonna move around, not you, but the head, yes? And so at one point that makes sense, then another point it doesn't make sense anymore. So if you keep doing prayer and meditation, you're actually denying the state that you're in right now, which is the consciousness contact. So you don't need to improve any contact, you are the contact, yes? So it matters where you seem to be. So some people, like they're hearing the message, there is no house and there is no person and there's no fire. And someone finds himself in a situation where the house they're in is on fire, they're super hot and they're chanting, well, there is no house, there is no fire, there's no me. That's not working. They're gonna get their ass burned, yeah? What they need is a pail of water to put out the fire, yes? And then maybe an understanding you know, why are there so many fires where you are? Maybe you're the fire starter and hence you're not the fire starter, yes? So, yeah, you deal with one level and then the other opportunities open up. If you try to have like a, a Pharisee, you know, like a Pharisee, a fundamental view that this is the only way, it's going to, it doesn't work, yes? you have to be able to be flexible when the action figure is like flipping out you don't want to sit alone by yourself trying to figure it out you watch bloodline or something on netflix you distract the head because no matter what you're saying the shits still see the i mean the flies still see the shit they're not leaving <laughs> you can't you can't say there's no shit the flies don't see it so you have to, okay, distract, do something, be of service, yeah, get out of it. And then you come back, you can rest again in that state. This whole thing of, if you, if you see, if you understand the level that you're not living in at that second, yeah, that understanding makes a lot of shit black and white that isn't black and white. So now the body is the, is the enemy, you know, I'm not the body. Yes, it goes to absurd lengths. The fact is, the only thing that wants to say it's not the body is the body identification. What you are has no problem with bodies, yeah? The problem comes when it's your body, yeah? Yes, so this whole thing, uh, this idea, I've met so many people in recovery with it, well, I can't meditate and uh, talk, you know, I don't think I believe in the prayers or whatever. So what? The whole point is to improve one's conscious contact. It's not to become a master of meditation or prayer. That's a, that's a, that's a possibility, a way of improving, but the point is improving. How more can you improve a conscious contact that you already are? Yes? So a spiritual condition doesn't, it's not like a mental physical condition that can get better and worse. A spiritual condition is a spiritual condition. It doesn't have any other conditions applying their effects on it. Yes? 
but we act as, a, as if a spiritual condition is something I'm having as a physical mental condition. And therefore the spiritual condition is seen as to be as unreliable as mental and physical conditions, which it isn't. Yeah, it's all about having shit cleared up. It's about hearing satsang and watch how much the misunderstanding is that you've seemed to hold true or that you rest in it. And first of all, you see you're not that which rests in it. Yeah, that's the beauty. But those misunderstandings have more value seeing them as misunderstandings than a new understanding about something you don't really need to understand because you are it. Yes? The understanding would be a disservice at a point because you are it. You don't need to understand. Yeah. Yeah. What you need to understand is what you're not. Yes. It's yes. like uh, reading a book, start at the last page. And when you do that, you start going back and then the little goes perishing. You don't have to go all the way back to the beginning. Of course you not. Exactly. Start with the end and then see what happens. Well, the basic thing is you see what you're not, which is the end, instead of it's always saying it's the beginning, but it's the end, it comes after, yeah? And then by seeing it from what actually is before, you see it exactly as what it is, which it ain't, it ain't you. But it's implied to be before everything. So now you're looking for yourself as something after this idea of self, yeah? Your search, that's why St. Francis says, what's looking is what we're looking for, yeah? That's a pretty incredible statement to assume that he knows that everything that everyone's ever looking for is truly what's looking. I mean, that's an incredible clarity. What's looking is what you're looking for, yeah? Could you imagine if you had the ears that seemingly Nizagadatta had when he heard it from his guru and you had it and you heard that from St. Francis, what's looking is what you're looking for, it would, it would induce a large amount of traveling lighter because you would give up a lot of shit, you wouldn't, but a lot of shit of, that's based on looking for what's looking would drop, obviously. You wouldn't let it go because you're not holding on to it it would drop. Its essentialness would seem, it would be realized as not essential and drop. That's the traveling lighter. Yeah. The traveling lighter is a lot of shit can be thrown off the fucking um, air balloon. Yeah, it's not essential. Yeah. You call it you a lot, but you've now seen it as not you and there it goes. You, you think you're getting thrown off the balloon. Yes, seriously, but you're not. It's getting thrown off the balloon. Yeah. And isn't that what you want, traveling lighter? You'll find out that's not what that thing wants. That wants, it, it wants it if it's there. If that which is heavy can be in the experience of traveling lighter, it will sign up every day. But it doesn't want to admit that it's the heaviness that's causing all the desire for traveling lighter. So, hey, yeah. Anyone else have a question or anything? Share. Mm, no hands. Oh, wait. Sarah's showing her hand. <laughs> Deepthi. Which one is it? Is it Sarah, Sarah or Deepthi? 
Oh, Deetie's my old name from years ago, Paul. So Sarah's fine. I don't mind either. All right. Well, we're not going to take any questions from Deetie. <laughs> okay, fine. No, no, I'll, 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 I'll put it back to Sarah. But it's funny you say about the traveling lighter because that's that's exactly what was on my mind about it's almost like a paradox it feels like when if you care about traveling lighter you're not going to be traveling lighter yeah. Yeah. If you, when you when the action figure forgets about traveling lighter then you're traveling lighter it feels almost yes and and now I'm you know the the action figure for a few months I've been way more in the, the kind of family situation with a lot of pe beings that see me as a sheep let's say or they yeah. see the Sarah action figure it's like every time I, I go anywhere it's like you are a, you are a sheep you are a sheep you are a sheep and I don't know if the traveling lighter uh, you know, it's it's sometimes there's a lot of triggering, you know. And it's easy mentally for me to say, but you're just you're not the action figure. Nobody gets it and then loses it. Of course, I I know all of the kind of words, but it still feels like the traveling lighter gets traveling a bit heavier. Well, of course it will, because in, in duality, it has both sides of the same coin. But the point is, most of the time, heads will be up instead of tails. Yeah. So the heaviness will be lighter and it won't have as long duration. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. You saw a graph. It's not black or white. It's not like traveling heavy, traveling lighter. It's like yeah. a graph. Yeah. And now... Your pattern is staying in the zone of traveling lighter. Like if yeah. you look at foreign exchange, like look at the euros. So look at euros to the dollar. So you see the date, today's date, what they're saying. But then you look at a graph for the last two years, and then you can see, wow, yeah, the euro has gone down against the dollar. Yeah, it's a trend going. Now, you won't get that feeling if you just see the one day you think it's mm -hmm. all right, 25 cents to one dot one euro yeah but you if and it could be going up or down if you only see the one day you don't know the trend yeah but if mm -hmm. you just see a bigger picture you'll realize she's yes i've been traveling lighter because i haven't been reviewing those pictures <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's back to the funny thing of it feeling like a process, even though there's something for which there's no process whatsoever. Oh, its expression here is a process. Okay. What it is isn't a process made by one or or arrived at by one. But yeah. in this dreaming, in the time, in day-to-day -day stuff, it seems like it's a process. The effects, definitely. But it's that's not the process is not that's the expression of that. It's not the movement of that. That's how it expresses in dreaming. You travel lighter. Thank you. Like the Course in Miracles would say, you and I are the dreaming of the dream. Uh, we're going to dream ourselves out of here. And as we do, the dream will get happier. Yeah. So that's sort of is the dream getting happier? Is that 
Is that it? No. Is it an expression of it in time? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Nice yeah. to see you after some time. Yes, nice to see you, Sarah. Yes. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Anyone Thanks, else? Good to see you. Thanks, Mike. I don't see any other hands. Well, great. All right. Well, you want to? Did I do my hour allotment? Uh, James oh, two more minutes. <laughs> two more minutes. All right. Two well, more minutes. I like. We'll take that up with the goodbyes. I like. I like Sarah bringing that up because you know that that comment about absence. Uh, noticing by absence, and then I noticed how you know that was actually more like a warning because as soon as you're even noticing that you noticed by absence, you're you're thinking about it, you're looking at the graph again, right? So it's that appreciation of not having to look at the graph. But but yeah, you, you, so noticing that which says, oh, I'm the one that, that noticed by its absence. <laughs> but no, it's like, no, I'm not that one either, that kind of thing. Yes, yes. But that, that appreciation of not looking at the graph, but you can't help yeah. it if you've looked at the graph just now. <laughs> so. Well, that's how it works here in a weird way. <laughs> you by, by having a sense of what you're not, a tangible sense of it, there's an intimation of what you are. Yeah. In a weird way, the expression of that is not a direct path. The expression of that is through negation. There's a negation of things, and then there's the sense of no thing. Yeah? Instead of trying to produce a sense of no thing from thing, you see the, the, the absence of things, and then there's an intimacy of no thing. Yeah? How else would you get it here? It's almost like a, pill, a billiard game. You have to hit the eight ball by hitting one of the bumpers. You can't hit it directly. Yeah, you got a bing, bing. Yeah, so there's a negation and then there's an affirmation. Yeah, the affirmation isn't something stating anything. It is. Yeah, so there's a negation and there you go. Yeah. Oh, and um, Bruce F. is going to take us into the next hour. <laughs> oh, this is the next hour? <laughs> whole hour. He'll take us into the next hour. Uh, the next hour could be one minute. Let's see. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, I just I, the thought popped up. Process. The procession, following the procession of time, you know, process as a procession, you know, like a parade, you're on the yeah. sideline. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to jump in and say hello to everyone and how much I appreciate everything. It's a, it's been a joy. Well, great, Bruce. Nice to see you, man. But yeah. You know, rather than seeing it as a process that I'm um, um, apart from, in a sense, you know, I'm just following the procession of time or I'm in it. Anyway, see you yeah. later. You actually prayed. And following it, there's something moving you, yes. Yeah. No, there's a no thing moving you in the procession of time. Yeah? Yeah. So does time grab our attention? I struggle with that. The time? Yeah. Who struggles with it? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Do you come into the coffee? Yeah.
Who's coming to coffee? <laughs> I'm going to coffee. Who's going to pay? <laughs> no, nobody's going first. Uh, hey, uh, let me say hello to everyone. Bruce, nice to see you, man. Your your uh, your orange your origin was uh, Rockville Center, yes. In this procession of time. <laughs> yes, we have, yes, we have the same origin. Wow, well, we share the same origin. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. All I do is laugh. That's why I got to stay muted, and I don't want to be seen this way. <laughs> 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 he went out with a laugh. That's good. The laughing square. <laughs> the laughing squares. That would be a good band. The laughing squares. In the in the world of Zoom, the laughing squares. That's really good. All right, Mike. Nice to see you, bro. Yeah. Mm, okay. you know, we're gonna be up there. We uh, bought the ticket and everything. Yeah. My, my new my new neighbor is from. Uh, Origin is from Rockville Center. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Make Just sure I don't owe him any money. <laughs> Before we leave. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, Stuart, nice to see you, bro. Yeah. Mm. I like that one, one meal a day diet. <laughs> no, you can drink. That's if I. This is before I I present the one meal a day diet. Uh, the prerequisite is three bottles of wine before noon. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, yes. I was I was a breathitarian. I did a lot of cocaine. <laughs> no, you were a cocaine addict. No, I didn't. I didn't have to eat at all for seven days. <laughs> uh, all right, Janine. Yeah, I, I'll just say. Oh, I'll just say quickly, Paul. That's what I. I would. I, the longest fast I ever did in those days was like thirty days or something. The only thing I didn't give up was coffee and wine, mate. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Janine, freedom. Nice to see you, Janine. Richard H., always a pleasure. See you, Paul. See you, Richard. Kenneth from Vancouver. There you go. We got Sergio. Nice to have meet you, Sergio. Thank you. Thank you I for sharing. I come back, but I don't, I, I don't, uh, <laughs> I won't resent you if you don't. <laughs> and, uh, sorry, sorry, Paul. Uh, can I make a question? Yes, you cannot make, yes, you're going to make a question. Yes. Ask a Thank question. You. Thank you. And what about uh, traveling, traveling lighter? What about love? I mean, can you uh, say what about love? Yeah, Can you say something about that, please? <laughs> hold on, guys. Hold on. I can't hear them. They're having a love fest here. So, uh, what can I say about love? I'd rather not say anything, really. It's it's got a it has it has a it's too jam packed full of meaning. Yeah, I'd rather leave it as an expression that you'll you'll entertain or be entertained by than to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. 
Thank you. I yeah, Thank I you. yes. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. And uh David W. Nice to see you. I like that. Very, very efficient, you know, just a little raise. Yeah. We got <laughs> we got uh Boaz. Where are you from, Boaz? Israel. Israel, nice to see you, Boaz. And Chris, the man with the hat. There he is. I got the time wrong. You did very Chris, you held I missed the whole hour. <laughs> That's I'm on cool. the East Coast. I, I got the times mixed up. Oh, you did? Uh, well, yeah. you didn't miss anything. Everything's cool. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Nice to, nice to see you. You too, Paul. We, we got Otter. Otter R. Where are you from, Otter? Um, Tacoma area, Washington. Oh, great. Nice to see you, bro. Thanks. Yeah. That's funny. Otters, I picture Otters in Washington a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Josh. What? I'm Josh. Josh. Nice to meet you. Josh. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Brahmi. <clears throat> I was just thinking of Brahmi today. Brahmi, I was just thinking of you before I drove over here. I can't see you, but I appreciate you coming. What were you thinking? Uh, I don't need to know. I just want to know. Brahmi. That's all that came up. I went mommy. <laughs> yeah, seriously, because I I missed you. Remember, I used to see you in the uh, near the Gandhis. Yeah. In the zooms, and then we lost. Uh, then you moved to America, and uh, yeah, yeah, you're doing all right. It, life is interesting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can't hear you there. Well, we're happy to have you to see you again, Rami. Bill Churchman. Nice to see you, Bill. Roman from Germany. Very nice. Stefan on having never left. Uh, Mario. Nice to see you, Mario. Uh, I'm gonna try it. Haley S. Yes. Haley. Haley, but close. close. It takes a dozen or so times, so we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I have it before I go through about eight zooms, and then it reverts back. <laughs> Haley. 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 All right, I got it. Thank you. Thank nice you. to see you. Same. Yeah, uh, there she is, Sarah again. Always a pleasure. Zoe, nice to see you, Zoe. Anish, Kathleen, I don't see, but Lucas P. We got Christine. Nice to see you, Christine. She's outside under a tree. Uh, we've got some phone numbers. We got Chris G, Dave B. That's it. Hey, thanks. We're going to be back east again, June 24th to the, I think the 30th. We'll be putting it up on the website soon. A number of them are going to be based on recovery, but anyone can come.
Yeah, and uh, hopefully I can meet you, some of you live. And if not, uh, we'll be back Tuesday. And it's all on the Zen Bitch Lab. And you know, if you're interested in going to that Italy retreat, you can still go. We have, uh, we, we have more than enough people, but we have room. So yes, come, uh, come to uh, beautiful Italy in September. All right. I'll see you guys. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye -bye. Thank Bye -bye. you. Bye -bye. Thanks, Mike. Bye, Paul. Thank you.